All right, out of these major categories, um, painting, flooring, cushions, curtains, which is the most fun to do and which is the biggest pain in the neck? <laughs> I think we'd each say something yeah. different. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. And we are the authors of Where Should We Camp Next? And Where Should We Camp Next? National Parks. This season, we are back with a brand new RV and brand new adventures. Join us now as we cover the best campgrounds, the best rigs, the best food, and the best gear to bring with you when you go. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas, which is all about pop-up campers. And if you've been listening to the RV Atlas for a long time, you know that that's where Stephanie and I started this whole wild, crazy adventure was 12 years ago in our Flagstaff 625D pop-up camper, which kind of drove me crazy a little bit at the time, but I have missed it badly for 10 years. Um, Stephanie also bought a used Jayco pop-up camper, Penny the pop-up camper, a few years ago. She renovated it and sold it, and she really enjoyed that process. And now I am close to getting um, a pop-up camper again uh, in August. So I'm really hoping that come August, I have a pop-up camper again. Uh, I'd say there's a pretty darn good chance. I, I miss it so much. I want to have it. I'm considering wrenching it. Uh, I want it for trips with just the boys. And longtime listeners have heard all of this before. You know, I, I like the idea of having a larger RV like our grand design, but then also having that smaller pop-up camper. So on the show today, we have two rising stars in the world of uh, pop-up camper renovation content creation, and that's Lisa and Wesley Rice from Rice Camp. I uh, these guys popped up in my Instagram feed and I just fell in love with the content right away. They're doing a great job renovating pop-up campers. They're flipping them and selling them, but then they're also sharing all of their best tips and tricks along the way on social media at Rice Camp. They are super, super nice. They're from Oregon. This episode's going to be packed with tips. We're going to talk about things you need to consider before buying a used pop-up camper. And we're talking used here. Then we're going to talk about painting pop-up campers, uh, redoing the flooring, and doing the cushions and the curtains. And they have great tips along the way, um, as well as some product recommendations and things that have worked really well for them. And they also talk about things that they think you should uh, avoid doing that have not worked well for them. So if you have ever had any interest in renovating a pop-up camper, this episode is for you. So we are gonna come back in a second with Lisa and Wesley Rice. But before we do so, we have sponsored messages from our friends at Yogi Bears Jellystone Park Camp Resorts and from our good friends at Blackstone. Our family has been staying at Jellystone Park locations for 12 years. There are more than 75 Jellystone Park locations across the United States and Canada, and each one is unique, but our kids love them all because each Jellystone Park location has fun attractions like pools, water slides, splash grounds, mini golf, laser tag, and jumping pillows. Plus, there are tons of activities all day and all night long, such as foam parties, dance parties, wagon rides, tie-dye, and movie nights. They even have themed weekends like Chocolate Lovers Weekend, Christmas in July, and Halloween weekends in the fall. Of course, we can't forget the fun of hanging out with Yogi Bear, Boo Boo, and Cindy Bear. And at Jellystone Park, you can stay in your RV or enjoy one of their awesome glamping accommodations as many of their locations offer luxury cabins, yurts, covered wagons, and more. Make Jellystone Park a part of your family's vacation in 2023 because it's not just a campground. It's a Jellystone Park. To learn more and to book your vacation today, visit JellystonePark.com. That's JellystonePark.com. And please, don't forget to tell Yogi Bear that Jeremy and Stephanie said hello. The sound of bacon or burgers and steaks sizzling is the sound that you crave this summer. Blackstone is the original flat-top griddle with more than 9 million griddles sold. Blackstone is the way that America cooks in the great outdoors. You can cook everything you can on a traditional grill and a thousand things you can't. Want an incredible breakfast? How about lunch or dinner? The solid steel flat top infuses the flavors. Pick the size and style that's right for your next camping trip. The 17-inch and 22-inch griddles are easy to store in your RV and still have the space to feed the hungriest army. There's even a portable Blackstone with an air fryer built in. 
Talk about variety. With Blackstone, you can cook anything, anytime, anywhere. They even make a portable pizza oven that you can bring camping. For outdoor cooking fun and flavor that you can't find anywhere else, go wherever griddles are sold or head on over to blackstoneproducts.com. And remember, if it's not a Blackstone, it's not a griddle. Hello, Lisa and Wesley Rice, and welcome to the RV Atlas for the very first time. How are you guys doing? Great. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. I've, you know, I, before we got on the mic here, I was saying that Instagram like started to throw your content at me in my feed and I was like, give me more, give me more. I I love what you're doing with the, with the pop-up camper content. And we're going to be talking, you know, about tips for buying a used pop-up camper and tips for renovating a pop-up camper and some of the methods you've used. But you guys haven't been on the show before, so um, let everybody know where you're from and, and give us like your camping history. Like, how did you get to this point where now you're content creators in the RV pop-up camper space? Yeah, so um, I we we live in Oregon, and it's a great place to go camping. We love it here. There's, it's so beautiful. Um, so we both grew up going camping with our families. My family had a pop-up when I was really young and then we went back to tent camping, but we've always loved being outdoors and camping and he did a lot of camping too. Every summer, that was the the highlight of the activity growing up was camping and hiking and all that outdoor stuff. So when we got married and we had kids, we're like, this is what we're going to do. This is something we love and they love it too. So it's good. I have said on this podcast for many, many years that I think Oregon's one of the best states for camping in the country um our our trip to the pacific northwest was my single favorite trip of all time so you guys absolutely do live in a great place (laughs) yeah you live in a great place for camping so how did how did you get the bug though so so you got tent camping in your history you got you know pop-up campers in your history but how did you get like the bug for the renovating part of it because not everybody does that some people just go buy a new pop-up camper you know how did how did how did you come to that Sure. So I've always loved design and Wes and I have remodeled several homes together. And as we were nearing the end of what what we thought was the end of completion on renovations for our house, it wasn't, (laughs) but um, I really wanted more projects. So I had this idea to find the ugliest, oldest, cheapest camper I could. Um, and that was a pop-up, a 1978 pop-up for 400 bucks. It was very ugly. And um, at the time, Wes wasn't really sure about it. <laughs> we had a camper trailer growing up, and I knew the quality of those, especially the ones in the 70s like ours was from. And so when she said she wanted to fix one up, I was like, ah, with that age and how they're made, I don't know. I might just be getting a something we would drive into the dump, but (laughs) she proved me wrong. So I I was so excited to fix it up that I just went to town. I fixed, I renovated it in one week. And and before I sold it, I bought another one to renovate and I was hooked. So that was seven years ago. And yes, very much so. (laughs) So I do um, one or two a year. It's, It's just a hobby. It's, um, for fun. And in Oregon, it does rain a lot. Um, so I try and do it in the spring when it starts to get nice and sell it before camping season, usually. So, oh my God. I want to buy one of the ones that, that I've seen on your Instagram feed. Now oh. I want, I want, to stop, I want, let me stop for one second. I love the fact that your content that you're doing um, with Rice Camp is not just RVing. You're doing you're doing like home renovations, home decor, and the pop up renovations. That's that's kind of a unique uh, space to occupy because so much RV content is you know made by like full time RVers and it's all RV all the time. Um, but most people most people that own RVs also have a home. So I think it's kind of cool that you're that you're doing both and there's like this link between the two of them. Well, thank you. I. I... I love home design. I love being outside. So it kind of brings it together. And does, are there, I mean, do your tastes overlap like in how you do a a pop-up camper and and how you do things in your, in your home? I mean, there's some similarities in like fabrics, colors, uh, things like that. I would say so. I mean, I, I try to keep it to true to my style. 
Um, I feel like in a camper, sometimes I can be a little more um, bold or fun. Like I might not paint my kitchen cabinet um, a blue or green or um, use bolder colors. But in a camper, it's meant for fun. I say, go for it. So um, I try to keep it true to my style, but have a little bit more fun with it. Okay, great. So tell us what you love about pop-up campers and in the whole world of RVs, you know, why are you gravitating towards, you know, buying pop-ups, renovating pop-ups, selling pop-ups as opposed to some other type of RV? Yeah. Um, so um, the thing I love about pop-ups is that they're very open and airy. And when you're camping, you want to be outside and with the screens all the way around, it just feels like you're outside. And um, also there's there's um, some other, there's- Well, yeah, there's probably three main reasons why we really like trailers, pop-ups specifically. One is they're very easy to tow. And so um, for where we're located in our space and just physical space for working on one, it's very accommodating to be able to back one in the backyard and, and access it. Um, the um, they're also just easy to tow so if you got like a minivan or like a smaller suv you know when we go to sell it we got a larger pool especially for most folks that we ended up selling the trailers to it's the first time getting a pop-up or getting a trailer so they are just getting into the game where some of the bigger harder shells might be more intimidating um, we have a larger pool to, to attract people um, and i know lisa loves design so it's nice to see her be able to get creative in a small space where she can try out bolder colors, bolder designs, and um, and enjoy it too. So, uh, being able to tow it and be able to store it, and just the the, the ease of working on them, yeah. and, and just how open and airy they feel, it's uh, originally what got us hooked and continues to keep us hooked. So, there's such a vibrant uh, market for used pop-ups, right? I mean, um, a lot of manufacturers that have traditionally made pop-ups, like Jayco, they don't make pop-ups anymore because they don't make. It's not that they weren't making money. It's that they weren't making enough money and they can make more money with fifth wheels or something like that. So a lot of the manufacturers have backed out of the, the pop-up camper game. Um, there's a, there's a handful left, but then if you start digging into Craigslist or now more Facebook marketplace uh, or all kinds of other sites, like the buying and selling of used pop-up campers is like a whole subculture within the RV space. So you guys are saying they're also easy to flip as it were, because you're not spending a lot. You're having some fun renovating and then there's a buyer waiting. I bet you you're selling them quite quickly. Yeah. Um, I, every time it's been the first or the second person to come. Um, and I, the, I just sold one last week and there was like 35 emails, the people, you know, that were wanting to buy, I just sell it locally. Um, so it, it is something that's popular, especially, I feel like, um, it's important to get the time of the year, right. To, for selling in your location, Oregon is rainy in the fall and winter. So selling it in the spring, early summer is like ideal. If you're going to do that. The window of time is very specific for when you want to buy and sell. Um, but if you do that, then you can come out on top. And the nice thing also is that when you sell a pop-up trailer, you meet the nicest folks. When they come, they are so excited because it's not something they have to buy. It's something they want to buy. And when you get a transaction like that, you know, we love to share exactly what we've done, make sure that they're set up and, and enjoying it too. So it covers a lot of the bases for, you know, design and meeting cool people and just be able to get our creative bug as far as fixing and working on stuff, uh, get that checked as well. So um, we've really enjoyed it. Yeah. When Stephanie sold her Penny the Pop-Up Camper, the nicest family showed up. I believe he was a ranger. And there are four or five kids who are just like so excited to see this pop-up camper. And Stephanie and I, like our hearts oh, melted yeah. and the, we dropped the price like immediately because like we wanted them <laughs> to have it, you know, like not somebody else. Yeah. So let's let's get into the, the yeah, you, process. You mostly wanted to go to a good home. 
we and that's the way a lot of people are when they sell their RVs. I mean, yeah, there's the type of person that wants top dollar, and then there's the type of person that's like, I want to give this to somebody nice who's going to camp in it and enjoy it just like I did. It's yeah. like there's the two types of people there. So I totally feel you on that. Exactly. Um, but a lot of people listening might be interested in buying a um, pop-up camper, and and though the prices can be lower, it can still be fraught to be looking at something older and something used. So what are some things to consider uh, as you start out on this journey of maybe buying a used pop-up camper and, and fixing it up? So um, unique to pop-ups, um, I always make sure the canvas and the screens are in good shape because that's not something that I want to replace. I like doing the cosmetic changes. I don't want to do the structural changes. There's people that will want to. So if that's your thing, that's, that's great. You could probably find a great deal on one. Um, but I always make sure the canvas and the screens are in really good shape. And then um, for all RVs, water damage, I feel like is a huge thing. So I, I inspect for water damage, um, look for the ceiling bubbling. Um, I look under the bunk ends of the pop-up to see if the wood is... Um, in good shape, see if there's any watermarks. Um, you you want to smell if it smells mildewy or moldy. Um, and then also if it's always been garaged, that's like the, the best you can find. So I always hope to find one that's been garaged. Um, and then I Wes is always reminding me like check the electrical and make sure all of that works too because there was a time when we when we yeah. bought one that it didn't and then we had to get that replaced but yeah there's a couple things you know you can look for you can fix but there's a couple i mean for us there, we have a list of deal breakers and so some other people that are looking need might not be deal breakers but for us you know trying to replace the canvas um the rest of the, tra the rest of the trailer might look nice but trying to replace the canvas just a heads up is kind of a nightmare especially availability just the whole process so um, that's one thing we specifically look for. But we've had a lot of good luck um, when you see the photos and you kind of talk to the person even before you show up to get a vibe of how they use it, how long they've had it, and um, where it was stored. And where specifically how it was stored. Uh, you know, if it's covered or if it's been sitting out in a field, um, it doesn't take long for Mother Nature to take over. Uh, but once again, you know, once you walk in and take a smell test, that will. Tell you a lot, but make sure you look in the corners, um, ask them open-ended questions. We, I like to ask, like, so tell me about the wheels, just to see if they talk about the tires, see if they've greased the bearings, um, just general maintenance stuff. And if they haven't, that's fine. I just want to know, but kind of give them open-ended questions to get them talking. And um, there's a lot of good trailers out there, but there's uh, some bad ones. And you just want to make sure you know what you're getting into before you hook it up and bring it home. Um, cause surprises aren't fun, but knowing what you're in for, it can be, get you get your game plan before you fork over the cash. In life, in marriage, in our careers, that, that advice applies to a lot of situations. <laughs> so like the, uni the unicorn here, the unicorn here is a garage kept pop-up camper that's owned by somebody that was handy and did maintenance. Is, is that the unicorn? Amen. Yes. <laughs> that that is it. If you almost need to know nothing else, you could just show up and hook it up and drive home with it. Basically, you know, you, you get that. We did we did buy one trailer and the guy knew exactly how many cranks to get it to be full to go to raise up the pop-up. He's like exactly this number. No more. 52. It'll be too much. It's too much and it was so very particular and I said I'll take it. That's what we need <laughs> to know. I, so, so listen, dude, Mike, yeah. Mike my camera guy, for all, everyone listening out there in RV Atlas land, Sean, the camera guy, uh, and his girlfriend Haley have been seeking out a used pop-up camper, and they've been seeking it out for a while. And the deal has not been done yet, but Jeremy, I believe, has found Sean and Haley a unicorn, a garage-kept awesome. Coleman pop-up camper by somebody that used it <laughs> once a year for summer vacation oh, and amazing. they have all the manuals for it. Everything. Sean just needs to get himself out to this place. And I'm not going to disclose the place or where it's, you know, for uh, sale or anything. And, <laughs> and Sean, the camera. camera guy needs to, he needs to bring this unicorn. Pull the trigger. Yeah. So anything else, anything else to consider or does that cover it before we move into like painting, flooring, cushions, curtains, the, that kind of stuff. 
You might also just double check the weight, the dry weight when you're when you're towing it, and see how it is comparable to your vehicle. Um, and if it has trailer brakes and just the right plug-in and the right attachment, like for any trailer, um, just general things to be aware of and what the capability of your tow rig is um, so that you're safe um, on that end. I would also say um, have them, if it's not open, open it and close it. Um, one time we went to look at a trailer and they said, we're only going to close it up. We'll only do the crank if you buy it already. And you're like, that's a big red flag. We're not going to buy that one. <laughs> Something is wrong with those cables. So yeah. um, just make sure everything works before you buy it. Absolutely. And then if something doesn't work, it's a negotiating point, you know, for the price or whatever. And like you said, just knowing what you're getting yeah. into. This is all great info. Um, we're going to come back in a second and talk specifically about some of the things that I think you guys are so good at in terms of painting a pop-up camper, redoing the flooring, the cushions, the curtains. Those are all like the, the first things that somebody's going to do to make a pop-up camper their own. But before we talk about all those things, we have sponsored messages from our friends at Camco and from our friends at RV SnapPad. Camco is one of our favorite companies in the outdoor recreation industry. For more than 50 years, they have remained a trusted North Carolina-based manufacturer specializing in innovative products for the RV, marine, outdoor living, and outdoor recreation markets. You may know them best by their American-made Rhino sewer hoses, Taste Pure water filters, EvoFlex drinking water hoses, and TST toilet chemicals. But their lineup of products doesn't end there. Camco continues to deliver products that bridge the gap between you and your next great adventure. From portable grills and campfires to ease lift hitches and power grip electrical adapters, they seem to be doing it all. There's a saying that if you own an RV, you are sure to own a Camco product or two. And it's true. We still use Camco products that we bought 12 years ago when we started RVing. This year, we are stocking up our new RV with go-to Camco products like their collapsible laundry basket and their life is better at the campsite dishes and mugs. Head to CampcoOutdoors.com to check out all of the cool stuff that Camco makes and get 10% off your entire order with our discount code RVAtlas10. Meet the world's only permanent jack pad. RV snap pads attach permanently to your RV leveling jack so you don't have to carry around blocks of wood or plastic blocks to level your towable or motorized RV. Simply snap them on one at a time and you're all set. RV snap pads go on in seconds and provide a lifetime of stability on the road. They are built for wanderers, adventurers, and vacationers just like you. SnapPad also now makes non-permanent leveling accessories for plastic levelers and buckets. They make everything you need to have the best leveling experience possible in your RV. We added RV snap pads to our travel trailer two years ago and love their durability, design, and functionality. They also make setting up and breaking down camp faster and easier. Finally, SnapPad recently collaborated with Camco Manufacturing to release the most durable, rugged, and stable scissor jack stabilizer available today. Head over to rvsnappad.com and use their Submit Your Rig tool to answer a few quick questions, and they will find you the perfect set of snap pads for your towable or motorized RV. Join the RV SnapPad revolution today. To find out more, visit rvsnappad.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here with Lisa and Wesley Rice from Rice Camp, and they just uh, walked us through things to consider before buying a used pop-up camper. And now in this segment, we want to get into some of the nitty-gritty, some specific tips for uh, painting a pop-up camper, redoing the flooring, the cushions, the curtains. Those are the things that everyone wants to do first. Um, so let's talk about painting a pop-up camper. What are your best tips? Any any product recommend, recommendations? How should we go about painting a pop-up camper? Lisa's the paint master. I'll let her speak on this. Okay, this is like my favorite part. I love just the immediate gratification from paint. But um, so after I clean up the pop-up, I take off all the doors and handles. And, um, and then after I do that, even if the, the cabinets are not wood, which they often are not. I don't know if we've ever had one with actual real wood. You want to sand those cabinets down um, and it will help the paint stick. Even if your paint says that you don't have to, I always do. Um, it's an important step not to leave out. So we, uh, we found that just a little bit of sanding will open the pores so the, the, uh, the paint will adhere a little lot stronger to that type of uh, surface. Yeah. 
So after I sand everything down, I clean it up. Um, I use warm water and vinegar, wipe it down. And then I use Zinser primer. It's what I've always used and it works great. Um, and I just do one coat of primer. And after that, I paint usually two to three coats of paint. And I like Benjamin Moore, Sherwin-Williams, and even Bear from uh, Home Depot are all my favorites. It's, it's a small space, so make sure you take your time when you're painting. Gotcha. So any any tips for you know taking your time and, and ways to really be very precise and careful? Yeah, you want to make sure you get a, a nice paintbrush, a high-quality paintbrush, like a Purdy or something like that. You know, typically around the $8 to $9 paintbrush if you're not sure at your local hardware store. Um, and then a four-inch roller. Typically, those are the two tools you want, as well as the – we've tried different types of tape, um, but masking off areas you don't want paint with the green tape. Uh, is it frog tape? Frog tape. Frog yeah. tape. We've had good luck with that. Um, and make sure you take the outlet covers off as well because – and the hinges – you might think you're saving some time and you're going to paint around that, but trust us, remove all that stuff. It'll finish off a lot cleaner um, between the frog tape and a nice brush, a roller, and taking your time. The The finish usually turns off really nice. And also, you want to make sure you give a lot of space between each coat. Um, so usually do one coat a day and just yeah. let it fully cure, fully dry um, before you move on to the next one. I'm picturing you Oregonians looking at the weather report very carefully yes. and trying to find a, a yes. gap of dry weather in the spring so you can paint your pop-up oh. camper. And and I'm, I'm picturing that that actually might get a little complicated for you guys. Yes, you, have... you are so right. Uh, especially uh, the last two years we've had, um, I think last year was the rainiest spring we've had ever in the history of Oregon. And then this year was the rainiest April, which was when yeah. I was doing the renovations on my last trailer. So, yes, <laughs> rain is a huge factor in renovating a pop-up. What What are some specific colors that have really worked for you? If you If you don't mind me putting you on the spot, I mean, have you ever like you know tried something, like took a chance on something, like oh this, oh my god, this is beautiful, or have you ever painted over a color that 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 didn't pan out? Um. So thankfully, I haven't had to paint over any colors yet. <laughs> I'm, there could be a time. Um, but I on this last trailer, I used a color called Speculant by Benjamin Moore. It's like my new favorite color. I want to paint everything in my house that color now. Um, before that, I've used, um, we used our exterior house paint color just because we had a bunch left over and we already knew we liked the color. It was Gibraltar by Sherwin-Williams also. Uh, I used Palladian Blue by Benjamin Moore on, I think I used that on two trailers yeah. because I liked it so well and I had the paint. So a lot of times I try and use what I already have at home um, because I find a color I like and why not use what you have? Um, and that's a cool link I, again between that... It yeah, that's a cool link between your interior design and the pop-up camper design. And again, so, and everyone can go to like at Rice Camp um, on Instagram and, you know, see a lot of these colors and a lot of the pictures, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I And in my saved stories, I will talk you through different renovations and what I do for paints and colors. So uh, I will also add one thing that we've learned through renovating several houses is that the little color splotch doesn't know while it matches technically, the it's not always we've had the best yeah. luck. So we've done a lot of research before we actually put the paint on the cabinets. And I know for this one, you had researched probably, I don't know, it seemed like for a long time before you realized this is the color we're painting. So when we're painting it actually going on. She's seen it so many places and have so many samples that when we actually apply it, it's like less of a surprise. Where early on, we were trying it in our old previous homes. We're like, we get finished painting the whole room and realize we hate that color. Yeah. <laughs> well, is it a lot more fun to paint up? Like you guys have renovated your home and you're, you're renovating pop-up campers. Is it a lot more like playful and fun to do the pop-up camper? Cause it's like a smaller space. It's less risk if you screw up. 
you know, like I don't like cleaning my house, but I almost love cleaning my RV because it's that smaller confined space and it's so much easier. So like, which would you rather do like paint a room in your house or paint a pop-up camper? Yeah, I, well, I would say pop-up camper. I kind of like any house project or trailer project. I'll paint anything, but, um, yeah, pop-up campers are my all-time favorite for sure. All right. Anything else on paint? Any other tips on painting or can we move to flooring? Yeah, we can move. We can move to flooring. Yeah. All right. So give us your best tips, any products. What what has worked well for you guys for either covering over the flooring, replacing the flooring? Uh, give us the details. Uh, so I, I have a tip for you for buying flooring for a pop-up because, because the pop-up uh, floor plan is just so small. Um, we've found that we can find a good deal just getting remnant on Marketplace or Craigslist. So um, because you only need like two boxes to do a pop-up. So on our last trailer, I just looked on Marketplace and someone was getting rid of some LVT for $10 and we got three boxes for $10. So for these little wow. tiny trailers, I would look there first and see if there's something you like. Um and also, I would say use LVT because it's lightweight, it's thin, and it's water resistant. We've tried other things like peel and stick. And mm-hmm. in concept, it's like, oh, that sounds easy. Um, while it was easy, it, it's not recommended in a trailer that the temperatures fluctuate when it's outside between cold and hot. And the temperatures for the peel and stick is not going to hold up. When you open it up after a warm day, it's all going to be folded up. So stay away from the peel and stick the lvt like lisa said is nice because it's um, the maintenance on it waterproof water resistant i guess um and this the thickness because one of the things with trailers any renovating you do you have a lot of moving parts and so you want to make sure you're aware of um the elevation changes on the floor if you got a cabinet on the floor uh, for opening the drawers or the refrigerator things to keep in mind so we've had the best luck looking for lvt and then typically we have a color in mind that we'd like and tip, since you only need a box and a half between Craigslist or Marketplace or OfferUp, we've had a lot of good luck because people don't need the extra leftovers from the project. And so they're happy to get rid of it. Which is great if you're flipping and trying to make a profit. But now what about aesthetically? Are, are you, is the pop all in the painting and the colors and the floor is pretty neutral? Like how, how do you go about aesthetically choosing what you're doing for flooring? Or is, is that not the first thing you're worried about? You're just trying to find something good quality um, that's going to last. So, yeah, for, I like um, a wood floor and over the past seven years of renovating trailers, my style has probably changed a little bit through the years. Um, But right now I like light, airy. um, So I knew I was going to do a darker green cabinet. So I looked for a lighter floor. so I definitely take that into consideration too. The deal is just the icing on the cake because you, 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 you're not going to get a color that you kind of, I mean, fortunately we've had luck every single time that we found the color that we love and one we were going to buy essentially, because usually there's a spectrum of shade that you like or, or tones in a, in a floor. Um, so if you can't, if you can't find one on a marketplace, I mean, you need two boxes, you can pick up two boxes. It's more important to go, uh, with the full design, the full the the what the trailer needs as far as the cushions and the cabinet, the total color scheme, so that it goes to complement. Now, if you can save some money by looking it up on um, uh, a marketplace or something like that, that that's an added bonus, but it's not necessarily the the deal, the the deal breaker. You know, the color I think would probably be the most important thing. Now, so far we have not spent a lot of money, guys. You know, there's there's a lot of sweat equity. No. But in terms of painting and flooring, it seems like you guys have have found a way to do this like really, really inexpensively. Um, Anything else on flooring or shall we go to cushions? Because I feel like when people walk into an old pop-up camper, the first thing they want to replace is the cushions. That's so true. Um, One more thing about floor I was going to say is before you um, uh, decide on what product you're going to do, grab a... A piece of the flooring you're thinking about and put it underneath the cabinet door and open that cabinet door make sure that the cabinet door will still open um, it was a close call with our the refrigerator on the last one we did 
it was within millimeters of making it. And so fortunately it, it, it worked out. Um, I will also say that um, when you're doing the floor, it's a tight space. So almost every piece is going to be a custom cut. I think there's like one or two down the center that are not. Um, but again, take your time and make sure you keep an expansion gap. While it's a small space, that stuff does move and you don't want any buckling. Um, and if you go to Home Depot or Lowe's or local place, you can get some um, PVC trim and it's paintable. And it's just a quarter inch trim that you'll trim out um, and to help kind of cover those gaps. And the last thing I'll also say on the flooring is where you start. Um, since the flooring comes in different depths, five inch, six inch, seven inch, depending on how it lay, lays out, you don't want that last piece at that door or a high visible space um, to be like a thin strip. So think about your layout with the floor. Um, and the other, the last part is where the door and the floor meet, look to see if there's an elevation change. Typically you got two scenarios you come across at the door with the new floor and elevation height. Option one, I've had it where it's same level. The, 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 the threshold is a little higher and it's just lucked out where it's matches up nicely with that. I'll put a threshold strip to cover it so it matches everything. Step two is actually the new floor is slightly higher than the metal threshold for walking through the door. With that, you're gonna to wanna to get some, um, some small 90 degree trim and you'll just trim it out and 45 the angles in the corners and that'll finish off nice and clean. So there's little touches. So right when you open the door, it just, it looks quality. It'll stand up and the floor, you won't have any issues with the floor. So that's almost the most important spot to think about for for flooring is when you open the door, what you see when you walk in. Um, so starting there, putting the most thought into that space because it's where you're being, you know, welcomed into your your home on wheels, as it were, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about ugly pop up camper cushions from back in the day. Like, <laughs> it's not, I mean, you go back to like 1980s. 1970s pop-up campers and you're like oh my god the pattern on these cushions was it ever in style uh, i think that very few people and, and and plus it's like i don't want to say they're necessarily gross but you want something fresh and new there so what are your best tips for replacing cushions or modifying cushions or what, what do you guys do so i've tried just about every way to cover a cushion i think uh sewing I can sew um, like a straight line. I'm good with that. Curtains I can do. Um, I took a class to learn how to sew camper cushions. And for that particular trailer, I was doing this white vinyl material and my fingers were bleeding right onto that white vinyl <laughs> material. And I thought, you know what? I think I am done sewing camper cushions. <laughs> um, There's gotta be a better way. There has to be a better way. So um, I prefer the fold and staple method. And then we came up with our own twists on the fold and staple method um, to finish it off nicely. So, um, which I think looks even better than when I was trying to sew it because I'm not such a great seamstress. So yeah, I say, if you can fold a present, you can cover <laughs> a cushion. Um, so you and what fold was your, this, what was your the method? camper cushion. Yeah. So you fold the uh, material over the cushion, kind of like you're wrapping a present. Make sure the corners are really straight and lined up with the seams on the cushion. And then it left this big gap on the back, and we didn't like that. I also add, if you use a, uh, if you have access to a compressor and a finished nail gun, get the um, the staples, and as you, and you want to make sure the other part, the back of your cushion is actually a hard board typically like a wood or something that you can the staple can adhere to if it doesn't then you're going to have to get an eighth inch strip or something to attach there so the staples actually have something to go into every trailer we've had has had a solid back uh hard service so it's no problem with the staple uh but we did get someone messaging saying there's was actually soft back there so they're going to have to add a backer board essentially to um that but yeah so you can add the backer board if you don't have a hard surface on the back of your cushion um, and then after you wrap up your cushion like a like you're wrapping a present basically, um, then you either wrap a backer board and screw that into the back of your cushion, or if your material is like this faux leather that we used on our last one, we just kind of folded it around and then um, used the staple gun 
um, to get it in there. Yeah, you want to make sure you kind of don't go crazy with the staples, but nice and uniform because that will be actually seen. But it actually finishes off really nice. And I also say when you're doing the corners, just take your time with the quarters. And when you fold them over, like Lisa said, if you can fold a present, you can do a cushion. So just take your time. Now, don't use tape. Don't use the masking tape. But <laughs> <laughs> no. How about the aesthetics of cushions? Are you are you ever going for for a pop or a bright color there? What, what's your what's your style on those in terms of the the pop up campers you've renovated? So, I I usually prefer a neutral cushion just because I usually use or I've always used a color to paint, and so I try to keep the cushion somewhat neutral. Um, I've used. Um, white vinyl like i said that one would i loved being able to have a white could have it still be able if you did clean in a camper um and then i also used drop off material home depot it's like this light gray tan color and it's really hardy because it's the canvas it's super cheap so if you're looking for an inexpensive material cloth canvas it'd be for you um, on this last book I did, I did a faux leather because I thought it would be great to um, camp with. You can easily wipe it down. And um, I like the color too. It was, was like a caramel? Whiskey, yeah, whiskey. Leather yeah. color that went well with mine. Is your, would you describe your style as being a bit understated in a way? Um, partly because in a pop-up camper, you want it all opened up and you want to see what's outside and you don't want the colors inside and the materials to contrast with nature, but sort of be one with nature. I'm, I'm not good at describing these things, but uh, what, what's the overall aesthetic and, and how does it tie into those big open airy windows and, and the views? Yeah, I think you did a great job describing it. Yeah, I don't want it to be too loud or wild, you know, when you're trying to, you want to be outside when you're camping, you want to enjoy the beauty of nature and you want it to flow. And you, and I always want to just have a comfortable space to come back and sleep in. And um, Yeah. Ultimately, I think you want it to complement the outdoors. You don't want to um, compete with it. And so you walk in, you want to be like, oh, this feels like it should not like, oh, this is where am I at? You know, and I think you've also done a good job when she's choosing her colors, you know, for between the green and the couch. So it all blends together on the inside, just aesthetically it flows naturally. So it all complements each other, but as well as the outside. So when you look at the outside, maybe some of the accents, the colors, she's good at pulling those. So when you walk in, you're like, this looks like it should be. It doesn't look like, oh, this was remodeled, but it doesn't fit. It doesn't quite match, you know? And so I think that's something else to uh, factor in when you are doing your design. Does it match to the outside? Does it match to the nature and the outside of the trailer so it all works together? Yeah. So an example is that I, I bought this trailer that was from the 90s and it had this teal and yellow on the outside. And I was like, how am I going to make the inside match the outside? And so I tried to just tone it down on the inside. I used a light gray blue and then I used some yellow accents here and there and so it all flowed together it didn't it, it wasn't like when you went and you're like oh this is a lot different than the outside so I, I do try to tie together that keep it true to the trailer I think and then if, if you want to go bold you can go do that with the decor because you can easily swap out the decor I think the decorating but for the basis you want to have it all flow together all right, well, let's move into the curtains. And that's another thing where I feel like you walk into these older campers and you're like, like they seem garish sometimes uh, or just kind of like musty and old. Um, so what, what do you guys do with curtains? And you've actually, I believe, like invented something here to help the process. So make sure you tell us about that too. Yes. Okay. So curtains have always been kind of um, a tricky thing for me in that I couldn't find a good way to hang camper or curtains. Um, I tried tension rods. I tried hot glue gunning and super gluing little command hooks to the existing sliders, but I could not find anything that would work really well. Um, and so we designed our own curtain clip that just snaps on to the rail, the existing rail, and it has a clip on the bottom so you can hang any material on it. We 
we just released it this week. So um, I, I'm, I hope it helps a lot of people because I know that was a hard thing for me. Um, yeah, I think we prototype like, I don't know, 13 different designs trying to get it because the idea seems simple. It's like, oh yeah, it's how hard could it be? Well, there's lots of different ways to solve it. And so we tried out lots of different options and after much trial and error, we, we found one that's, um, that works good. The one we have now is designed for a 5 8 inch track. It's a standard track, um, but something that can easily clip on and, and hold there so, you can, so you're not and constantly this is for, putting them back up after they fall down. And this is for sale on, on the website, or where can people get these? So I started an Etsy account. So if you go to my Instagram page, there's a link in my bio to my Etsy account. Um, and you, if you have questions, you can just private message me through Instagram too, um, but it's on it. Okay, fantastic. Now you don't have to give away any other like ideas you have that you're working on, but are, is this a goal in a sense, maybe to, to sell some products to the market of people that are renovating pop-up campers? Cause I think that's a terrific, terrific idea because like we've talked about, there's so many people doing this. I mean, don't give away your ideas, but are there, might there be more products coming? Is that a direction you're going in? Um, yeah, I mean, we just want to figure out a way to be able to help people renovate their trailers in a simple way. So um, we might, we've talked about coming out with different designs for the uh, sliders or making some for different campers. We had someone reach out about um, their Airstream uh, uh, curtain clips and they were having a hard time and and so we're working with them right now. And we said, we'll, we'll do our best to design an Airstream curtain clip. So, yeah, we just want to help people to be able to renovate their trailer in an easy way. We really enjoy the community. We enjoy the people we meet and the people, the renovations we see. And so we want to be more a part of that. So we're seeing where it goes. If there's opportunity, we're going to explore it. We got lots of ideas. Um, and just see where it goes. So hopefully we'll back on the podcast again with the next idea. <laughs> oh my God. I, I love it. And I, I, I mean, I love the having products is, is great for goodness sake. Um, what else, anything else on curtains, any other, any other tips for somebody that wants to, um, you know, replace the curtains? So I was, I was going to mention, I often use uh, pre-made curtains. I've used tablecloths. I've used, um, shower curtains are often a great way to find a cute curtain for inexpensive. And I usually just hem the bottom of the curtain. That's the kind of sewing I can do. <laughs> and um, it's really, it's, it makes such a difference because, because pop-ups have the screens all the way around. Curtains are a big factor in renovating a pop-up. You want some privacy. And before you throw the old curtains away, you might reference them as a template. So that way you can um, get your measurements. So your next ones will fit just as well as the ones that you tore out. All right. Out of these major categories, um, painting, flooring, cushions, curtains, which is the most fun to do and which is the biggest pain in the neck? <laughs> I think it, we'd each say something yeah. different. <laughs> so so then both of I, you answer separately. I want to go ahead. Yeah. So my favorite thing is is definitely painting. I love how quickly it can make a difference and my least favorite thing is the floors and i'm thankful that wes is willing to take on the floors because he is really good with measurements um where i might just say i'm gonna eyeball it he's very particular and so he does a great job at and mine would be the opposite i <laughs> cannot stand the painting i love leave that to her but i do love the flooring because i see that as a when you walk in and you see it, I, I just love it. I, I love spending the time out there, figuring out the cuts and enjoying it. Cause I think it's easy to see it as a burden, like, oh, this is uh, frustration or how do I get this cut? How do I, but I like seeing how it can solve it to make it look when you see it, like it's always been there. It's always been a part of the, this, a, it should be the original flooring, but you know, it's, it stands out and look, the quality's there. So it's not like it's been added necessarily as far as the quality's concerned. The and all these things are essential. I mean, they're they're all they're all equally important in my mind. Like if you if you you can't skip one of them. I mean, you need to kind of do all of them to kind of create this cohesive whole here. So any any closing thoughts? Any other tips you want to give our audience before we wrap up? And I, I want you guys to tell everyone where they can follow you and 
see where you're going with all this, but were there any other tips you wanted to get in before we wrap up? Yeah, I just want to encourage people that if they're thinking about changing their tent trailer or any trailer, you can do it. If we can do it, you can do it. Um, there's simple tips to be able to renovate. And um, if you have questions, please reach out. I love being able to help people uh, problem solve and fix up their campers. Yeah, take your time and enjoy it. It's uh, And take that step to actually make it the way you like it. Love it. So where can everyone follow you? Give us all your social channels and where, where can everybody kind of follow your adventures and get even more tips as you post more content? Um, so the main place that we are is on Instagram and that's where we post most of our content. We also have TikTok at Rice Camp and we have a YouTube channel too. And that's also Rice Camp. And on our YouTube channel, we've... Uh, we have gone out and interviewed other renovators and um, also Pinterest at Rice Camp. We love meeting other people, other renovators. And so we always like making video content featuring them and the work they do. So there's some amazing builds out there and it's great to meet and show off what other folks are doing in the community as well. And so we, we mostly do that on YouTube. We've got another uh, batch of videos that hopefully we'll be starting on here soon um, with other, other people in the industry. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you for coming on your very first time and certainly hope to have you back on again. And if you lived closer, man, I would be buying one of these. I'm telling I'm telling you right now like, from the ones I saw on your Instagram account. And I know you keep your margins low, right? So I know I could haggle you down a little, um, but Oregon's a bit, a bit too far away from New Jersey. Guys, thank you so much and good luck with everything and, and definitely hope to have you back on the show. Oh, thank you so much. It was so fun to meet you and chat with you about pop-up. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the RV Atlas. To find out more about the topics discussed on this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook and make sure to join us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at the RV Atlas. If you enjoy our show, please consider leaving us a review over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And we will see you at the campground. See you at the campground.